Okay, the last two items on our birthday subtopic until we um, come back to it some other year. Okay, first of all, Yogaman, uh, I, I threw out a poll, a request for a poll for the people in Yishlaim. I still didn't hear back to the source yet, uh, but uh, somebody emailed me from Atasdorf today, and he said that the minute that he sees from the American-Israeli Younger Light is that they are making small bas mitzvah mesibas for family only and not a big bash for the friends, which is in line with the American Yeshiva Light. Uh, so, uh, again, I think... Uh, I didn't ask you to take a poll where you work in Monroe, but I have a feeling it's not celebrated at all there. But you can find out tomorrow. Or I'll get a call. No, that'll make a big... That's for sure. The question is... Uh, you know, to establish a minute going forward, it's interesting, based on the truth as we saw, and there's so much distinctness to it in Europe, where it landed, where it settled here in America, and the key word is settled, that it shouldn't, wherever it is, it is, it shouldn't be growing uh, into ridiculous proportions, which uh, everybody has an issue with, and have an issue even by mitzvahs in that, uh, in that regard. So that was uh, one young man who uh, told me that in his neighborhood, at least uh, what he sees, that seems to be the minute. Uh, last item is the candles and the cake. So many people sent me various things, whatever is online. I'm sure they looked it up with their filtered internet and their accountability programs. I have to throw that in still. Uh, the theories banded around, which is interesting. These are theories from Goyim. They're not they're next to grind, and they're not looking to tag it to Chukosem Lezelechum. That's what I find. And they're always saying something about that. So I... I took one of the many that I was sent. Uh, this fellow says the round cakes were to honor the goddess of the moon. I didn't get to the candles yet. This is the round cakes. That's pretty horrific. Uh, if that's true, again, that, uh, I'm not going to ask the round cakes. I'm just going to suggest that if you're in the bakery anyway and they have a choice between round and square, square actually has more of a footprint for the happy birthday or... Uh, Many more, whatever bracha you're giving, so uh, it's easier to uh, it's easier to cut. Also, what? <laughs> By the way, that's an important point, and that's a riot to this. Why in the world would somebody make something round? It's easier to make something square. Not always. Not always. Without without official, we have today aluminum molds and everything. So everything's easy. In the Middle Ages. It depends how the dough is made. If you roll no. it, then they're making it round. This reason. That's if it's a hard dough. I don't know. Could be no, in Europe, it was a hard dough. You use less dough. Yeah. You use less dough if it's round. Well, you can make a smaller square. That's not. <laughs> if you're trying to save money. Okay. Okay, it could be. Yeah. Really? Okay. Nobody made square pots. No, this is not, a, this not a pot. This is a pan <laughs> for baking. But they didn't make pans either square. There was no such thing. They made round... Is that is that in the Middle Ages, though? The average uh, <coughs> baking was pan? Much People round? Why? If I was living in the Middle Ages and I just had some metal and I had to go like this, 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 and this, I'd find it easier to make it square. If you, if you do it, you were, you were one of those wheels and you would land it with the... With okay, the okay. So that would at least have a balanced view of his kasha, why would they make it round? You're saying that's the natural way they made things, in which case you wouldn't have to tie it to the goddess of the moon, and in which case you'd have your header. Pita is also round. Why is it so round? Pancakes. I mean, pita is round. Rather, the pita I have, see today, is square. Okay, it's not making square and round. But the original pita was round. Of course. Okay. It's not made in the keli, throw it on the wall. Right, but because you're no, they made it into a ball, yeah, and then they... Uh, that's how okay. you make a lot of doughs. Matzah. 
Hamei matzah is round. And the, the pots back then were only cast iron squares. It's much easier to cast iron the round. Well, that's what he's tiny, but I just wondered, matzah, machine matzah, is square. Why was the fallback position square? I assume because, because the blade and the sheet. And you right. So that's only because that machinery is assembled. Like, okay. I, I was hoping that it's something like that, that it just naturally came out round and it wasn't a zechah to any moon goddess, and in which case it's mutter. Now, again, according to our theme of Kukosayim, is whatever it's a suffix or shash we don't know, we have to ask him a suffix, but it has to be a suffix that's chal. It can't be any suffix koldum. Just because one guy in Wikipedia kind of was to the moon goddess doesn't mean it's Tarim Mesinai. Okay, but it wasn't baked. I don't know what the birthday cakes looked like then, but okay, get it? Well, that's what Tzadik is saying. Okay, okay, good. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, I'm just mentioning that if you don't care at all and you have, you're in a bakery, they have plenty of square cakes. I know it, it conjures in your mind. If you think a birthday cake, everybody probably thinks round, but uh, plenty of square ones. Uh, maybe get the square one. I'm not going on record to say it's usher because as Tzadik said, there's probably a, just a basic historical reason why it was round, and maybe they're just retrofitting it to the Greek gods and the like. The candles, however, are a completely different story. I would seriously stay away from the candles in any form. Whenever you have something of all fire, uh, every god, the Olympic torch, everything was the fire gods and everything, that's automatically much more suspect than a round cake. And he, even though we might be arguing with the cakes, uh, is that the candles also became in ancient Greece, and the candles and the cake, Lishitosoi, whoever this guy is, represented the glow of the moon, believe it or not. So Lishitosoi, the round shape is a problem because it's the moon, and the candles with the glow of the moon, and they're both usher, and it gets worse. The smoke from the candles carried their prayers and wishes to the gods who lived in the skies. So he just, he wasn't trying to do this, usher, all three in one fell swoop, and I don't, I don't know if you can ask for the shape of the cake, but the candles are certainly suspect, and the, uh, the moon is... What? I was going to get to that, yes. The candles should not be put there, should not be lit. You should certainly not be making a wish. I was going to say that even if... Had I not read what he's saying over here, the wishes were going up in smoke to the gods who lived in the skies, and blowing out candles, you know for sure, is not Jewish. Because as your grandmother, I'm sure, told you, and it's not just in your grandmother, the sperm bring it down. We do not blow out candles. Candles represent an neshama. We're pretty mocked not to blow it out. Some sperm say it could be a sakana. We don't blow our candles. Is it also blow our candles? Not usher. These are in Yon and Nistarim. But we don't blow our candles. And if you have a minute that involves blowing out a candle and making a wish, you know it's non-Jewish in origin because we wouldn't do that in the first place. Even if you know, didn't know the connection with the moon and the smoke and the heavens and the wishes and the fire you would know that it's not a Jewish custom. So, leave out the candles if you've been doing it. Uh, you know, phase it out, and uh, it's uh, certainly, uh, certainly not, not good for the Jews. The fact that we don't associate, and we don't know that that's where it's coming from, and we didn't research it, but that's Chukasem. If you have something strange, and we can't explain it very easily, that is going to be a problem. And um, again, if uh, the square does it for you, get a square cake that I think we have enough to rely on. If uh, Tzaddik is, uh, is claiming and you're agreeing that that was the natural fallback position of the shape, 
so then you don't have to come on to the moon. It doesn't mean you slugged up everything else over here. Because even if it's not right about this particular theory, the fire is certainly suspect, the wishes are suspect, and, um, and the blowing out of the candles is uh, more than suspect. Okay, uh, let's start the next uh, subtopic. You have a sheet in front of you from the Igris Moshe. I have no idea. John Doe. That's what I said. He's, he's a guy who's giving a theory. Oh, this is a guy. That's what I'm saying. It was He wasn't trying to answer it else what they're saying. He was just trying to explain where this strange custom came from. But that's exactly the point. It's strange, which is why he's trying to explain it. Yeah, cake, candles, the shape of the cake, the keyholes, it's all free, straight to Vodazar. The moon, no, no, no. Well, now it's in print, but I'm just trying to show you. The candles is certainly suspect. He's tiny, even the shape of the thing is all part of the same mini. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're asking, you haven't seen women celebrate their birthday. No, no, no. I think women are more reluctant to talk about their age than men, no, which is why. I have people making birthday parties to people that reach milestone 60. I That's the Gemara last night with Abiyasif. That's where the Abiyasif, yeah. Abiyasif happened uh, to, be, uh, to be a man, but uh, yes. It's uh, what well, we had last night, 60, and we had. Uh, some say for so 70, because that's the average. The 80s is Gvurus, and 90 is Mabish Kavaldik, and uh, but 60 is the one that's documented. Says the fairy, she made a Suda. He said he made a Suda for the Tamil but he, uh, he made it, he made a Suda. He marked, he marked the occasion. Okay, next uh, subtopic. Just as fascinating and just as Nogea, uh, still in the Chukasem Sugya, very much in the Chukasem Sugya, and that is. Names, Gaisha names versus Jewish names, and language, which we'll get to um, Yiddish, Ladino, English, Yeshivish, uh, every language you can imagine, and we're going to discuss the milas of each one and the possibility serum. Uh, before we do that, I'm going to take the shorter topic, although this is not short, but shorter, and that is the issue with the names. Uh, you all intuitively know, or you feel, that... There has to be a heter for Gaiusha names. The reason you intuitively feel like that is because if you're young, you know your parents and grandparents had them. And if you're not as young, you know you have them. I say that because uh, we live in a generation, Baruch Hashem Achshadar, everybody holds it's a hitter to have only Yiddish names. That's not a shayla. But historically, Jews have been using Gaiusha names to the extent that the Goyim said that Roy Yidin and Choslaris had Gaiusha names in a context of a discussion about Gidin. So clearly, historically, it was done. It's clearly better not to. We'll discuss for obvious social reasons and otherwise business or persecution why they did. And it's certainly a mila to try to avoid it if you could do it. Why were we zeichen this generation? Because Baruch Hashem from community is booming. We're very comfortable. We live in, uh, I mean, to call Muncie uh, uh, a ghetto would be, you know, somebody wake up in their wildest dream in Europe. <laughs> it's the nicest looking ghetto in all of America. Uh, but Lamaisa, we live in very insular communities and Baruch Hashem, we're very uh, comfortable on that. And uh, many people are naming all their children Yiddish names, and I've been putting English name on the passport. Uh, one, two, three generations ago, that was unheard of. Is there a name when you, you know, in the, your name is uh, David? 
That's David. No, that's David. You could spell it in English. That's David. And David, David, David is the English name. That's that's David. But there, there, there can't be anything more with it because everybody was doing it, and there's still people who are doing it. You can't tell them it's us, and we'll explain why. I'm just raising the questions here. We're about to get into the sugya. Is there a difference between those two? Sure, David is David, and David is the English translation. I know. I have a son. You've met him. His name is Mordechai. You met the other one, Yehuda. And then Arye. They don't have any English names. You don't call him, you don't put on the verse of S H M I E L. I put Mordechai, which they pronounce Mordechai, or Morda, whatever it is, but I put Mordechai. But if his name was, that, was uh, Daniel, you may, you may have put D A N I E L. I'd pronounce it Daniel. They can pronounce it Daniel for all they want. But David is David, not David. They can't mispronounce. If they see D-O-V-I-D, they're going to say David, not David. Right? So, David? Okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I didn't say they know how to read, but... but uh, <laughs> that point is the difference in an English name and a transliteration of... It's better than Ivan or Chris. I mentioned that for a reason. There are Madrigas over here. Yes, yes, yes. It became very unpopular <laughs> afterwards for uh, painfully obvious reasons. Uh, but yeah, that was a German name. So uh, it's clear they were doing that. Let me just start off. There's so many interesting occurrences. in this. The Shik is the most famous one. The Tam of the Chassam Sefer, one of the main Tamil of the Chassam Sefer. And you have to understand, as we refer to many times, the context of how and where these Shailas came up. The time of the Chassam Sefer and the Maram Shik, they were fighting a a new battle, a major Muhammad against Askola, which ultimately became the form and the various other branches. And um, there's a situation where, you know, we look back at it and we say, like, why was there such a Muhammad? Like, uh, like, unfortunately, fortunately and unfortunately, there's no Muhammad now. It's, I'll say this delicately, because we're on the air, but nobody looks at this as a Muhammad. Unfortunately, the war's over and we just keep losing people. There's still a lot of bleeding going on in Klai Yisrael, but there's no Muhammad. Nobody has. Somebody, Rahman al-Islam, wants to go off. They're not philosophically going to join Haskalah. They're just going to, they're doing it because of whatever other issues there are. That's not the battleground over here. We can't be Masig, until 80 years ago, we can't be Masig what a battle it was. And they were trying always to hop the best and the brightest. They went into yeshivas to get the, the people with the brains. Um, my shred told me, that he was told that something's happened in Muncie. So it's an incredible story. They went to a, a uh, nursing home here in Muncie. The story happened uh, decades ago. It wasn't that many decades. And they saw an, uh, a very elderly lady, and she was talking and schmoozing. Yes, they see an old Jewish lady. They started talking about Europe. She started talking about, says, I can't believe it. They tried to get him to go to university. They tried to hop him, and they didn't succeed. And they came a number of times. He would have been, Mom is such a mathematician. He would have been a Nobel Prize winner. The end of the story was, have you heard this, Maisa? The Pelopic Maisa. They try, they're trying to, like, after a while, you know, a lady looks at her, she's speaking somewhat coherently, like, you know, okay, who is your brother? The uh, last name was Cutler. I recall, I read it as, I said, I said, wrote him a letter back and forth, when I said, said, and imagine he became a mathematician. That was, it's not a steerer. Okay. This was his sister. I don't know, sister was a or sister or cousin. I don't know exactly. I don't know, maybe it's a cousin. 
why would they go to the Rambam? The answer is they Dafka looked for every brilliant. They were all in yeshiva, and they chopped some of them, and they. Right. Chavos Chaim said he when he told the story he used to cry. He said they used to. He was a young prodigy, and they. Uh, and he was also a very poor family. This is how this is how the missionaries also worked, right? They went in your shrine, they opened up the mission, and they used to people are starving, and they and they says, "Come, we'll teach you, we'll educate you. You won't be hungry." And the Chavos Chaim said that they. I remember Chavos Chaim said when they tried to chop me, and it's a good thing I had the uh, the Shmai to stay away from them. But they came in dressed with you know, they came in presentable. This is the time when now we can't picture it. There's such a gap. So Chazan, like, what's the sheiches? And, and, and what's the sheiches for many positive reasons? We're secure. We have our own panasa. We don't... It, Hashem... The Midas Arachimim that Hashem gave us in America, we, we can't imagine what the battleground was. It's important to know this because otherwise you're not even going to understand the stance of the Maram Shik and many of the Chuvas, the Chassam Sefer and many of the Chuvas, which, by and large, the Chassidim, or from Hungary, I guess the heir to, to many of these uh, uh, new Takanas, still keep... And they keep it, uh, they will ferociously uh, defend it, uh, which, is, which is wonderful. But does that make it awesome? Medina, Ramesh has many shuvas in these things. Uh, we spoke about getting married in the shul. That was a major reform. Let's go to Maskilim, started doing that. Machsam Sefer Asid and all the, and a call courier from all the Ungar Shorabonim. This was a battle. So you say, why was the battle fought in Hungary? The answer is, well, they thought they, they lost the battle in Germany, which they did. Were not for Shamsha for Hirsch and others who kept the core of those who wanted to remain from, but but that was at a time when when most were not from already Hungary. They were Poland. They were coming, and therefore they wanted to uh, to do damage control and keep it away. And uh, that's why the officer getting married in the Shul. So much is and he says that that's not. You can't say it's also today in America. That's not what it represents. That's not the battlefront. It wasn't Xerxes Chazal. So you can't say a low plug. And Bima Bamsa was a huge issue, the symbol of a modern shul or a reform temple. They took the Bim and they moved to the front. We're wondering, like, oh, they're in the middle of front. Like, why, what's the difference? These adopt them from the front. Like, what's this? So I'm saying, i They all have chuvas explaining why, no, there was a Messiah. It doesn't happen to be in the middle. Cake might happen to be round. We have a bima in the middle, and Zechel Mizbech, where the Mizbech was, and why that was in the middle, and where it's supposed to be. You know, Machbet to have rows in front, not just space. Actual seats to have a couple of rows in front, which we still do in the shul. And I remember I was at a shul once, and I didn't even notice it because I'm not tuned to it. And there was a bim in front, and we were there, and we were davening. And a fellow walked in, a Hamisha guy. All of a sudden, in the middle of uh, the middle of Ashra, he started carrying all that. What's going on? He turned to me. He says, "Did you see where the bim was?" I first time I was, then I started remembering that there were chufas on. I said, "Yeah, I never saw one." I said, "Yeah, it's an orthodox shul." He said, "This is not orthodox." He said, "Why not?" Then he made us go up somewhere else. But he was right because the chassam sefer they held that was the symbol of it. If you'd see it today, you would say, "Okay, it doesn't mean they're trying to be maskilim, but it certainly comes from a bad source because there was a mesera to have a tafka in the middle." But the chasen is meshul. The messiah was to do it out in the courtyard, but it wasn't necessarily an issue to do in the shul. It could lead to hilus. There could be a lachig issues. But the problem that irked them was the fact that these changes were being made to slowly change everything, which is ultimately, unfortunately, what they did. And there was nothing left of the religion. And every time you gave a finger, they took a hand, and everything changed. Same thing with the organ in the shul. Uh, there are some places in America they tell me there were choirs in a shul, very from shuls, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Places like oh, that? Modern yeah, I'm yeah. not modern shul. I was looking at the yakis here in the shul. No, but it's not modern. Washington Heights. Yeah, okay. So that's fine. They still have it? Okay. 
So Gare uh, has it now. They always had it. Uh, only voice choir. Only voice choir. They didn't make an organ. Okay, so that's. Uh, I, I assume that to be the case. Yeah. Good, and that's why it's fine. But the the organ got people very nervous. You say, "Wow, no." Have a guy, Amir Lakom, Mokka Mitzvah. There was no discussion. This is not uh, something we need to do, Mokka Mitzvah, that we are looking for coolers. This is taken from the church, and they're trying to copy another religion. That's why there was such a strong backlash. And even today, where it's not, no one's bringing an organ in anyway, but um, that's why these things were such uh, battlegrounds. Mom Shik wrote a tshuva on names, and he tells you, in the tshuva. He holds his mamish and Isser Gomer. The minig is not so, and there are many kashas on his position, but there's no kashas on his position on the, I don't want to call it political, but that's not a nice word, on why he was taking such a hard line, we know, and there he was right. But on the actual halachic issue over here, there's a big debate, because he tied it, it's Osir, and you're taking Gaisha names, and it's Chukosayim, he says that, and he says that there's a Rabbein Tam. if we have time, I'll, I'll, I'll get you the... I'll get you the Lush. Rabbi Tom says, Chas v'chalila, to mention the name of a guy in a get. So Mom Shik says, you see, it's also, you didn't even want to mention it. That was his name. Come out, all the other players can say, it's not what it means. It's talking about a name of a Meshumud who took a Goisha name when he became Meshumud in order to show how Christian he was. He took Chris or Iva, whatever was Christian then, or Luke or whatever it was, and he dafka used that name. So Rabbi Tom says, that we don't use it again. And there's an issue of what to do and how to, how, how to take care of it. But he says that we shouldn't use, and they shouldn't have them like that. But not that the names themselves were traded, because the, the Gemara also says, as I mentioned, that Roy for the Goyim and Chuflars and different Kufas had Goyisha names. Again, whether it's due to the pressure, due to some assimilation leaning, they wanted to be like the Goyim, they didn't want to be picked on, or for business, whatever the case may be, I prefer the latter than the former, because why accuse them? They, we know the Maskilim wanted to do it to assimilate. To say Roy Vieden was doing something wrong, so most of the Chuvas disagree with the Mom Shik and they say it can't be Osir. We understand the Mom Shik was very nervous about it because this was happening in greater numbers because of the Maskilim and he saw the direction it was going. He mentions a story he was once in an official's office, a very high official in the government, and registering something. And the official said, Rabbi, I want to ask you a question. He said, I don't understand something. We recently enacted a law that everybody has to take last names, which again is Tosas Pasha, but there was a time nobody had last names, you were Chaim Ben Yankel, and that was it. And where people are coming in by droves, and they have minorities, various minorities in the country, and he says, I understand, all the minorities from different countries, we're in, we're in Hungary, the people from Poland, and the people who immigrated from here and from there, who is very proud of their cultural names, of their religious background. It's the only group, the only subgroup we have that ran here to take the most Gentile names, the most Hungarian names of the Jews. That's what he told the Maram Sheikh. And the Maram Sheikh said, I was, it was a terrible bizarre Achil Hashem, and I had no answer. Because he hit the nail on the head, he understood that's why they're doing it. That is the context of the Maram Sheikh. They're, they signed up, last names, I guess, even first names, at the register officially, and they were taking it, not just for the paperwork. And you don't take it for the paperwork. He, he was insinuating, this, this uh, official, that if you're Indian, you want to take an Indian name, or you're uh, Polish, and you want to be called uh, whatever ski, uh, and uh, you, you're proud of your heritage, then that's fine with us. Hungary then was actually a very tolerant society. 
They didn't have friends. They didn't have uh, issues with that. Sign up whatever you want. And the Jews are rushing to take Gaisha names. Again, after years of oppression and the ghetto wasn't broken down, we understand why this was so, but this official thought it was like, oh, why don't you be proud of your heritage? What happened to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Or take at least the, like you, you asked, take, take a slightly English version of that or Hungarian version of that, but it doesn't have to be, uh, doesn't have to be Ivan, it doesn't have to be a last name, like uh, whatever they were picking. So if we're still in Gullis and things can still happen, they're going to know you're Jewish anyway. We found out the hard way with the Nazis. They found out if a person is one eighth Jewish and they converted three generations ago. The people went to the gas chambers saying, there's a mistake, my grandmother converted. Somehow, when they want to find the Jews, they find the Jews. That's not a, that's not a reason to take a Jewish name. At first, at first, it didn't help. If somebody's name was John, yeah, but that's not a reason. Lamaisa, there's so much written on this. There's, there's an inherent kedusha in a name. When we have names, we have names of Choshuvah. We're naming after Tzadikim and Zedkanias. These names are Choshuv. It gives you a certain Siat Shmaya. The name affects the Neshama. So these, these are deep in Yanun. So they're the person's youngest son, but he has the paperwork says John. So again, Roy Vieden the Chutzlars did that, and they'll assume that Don did it for business. And people came to America, Haimish Yidin, who were made from in the marketplace of Manhattan and the Low East Side. They were known as uh, uh, Joey and Mark and Harry and uh, whatever. And that, that's. Most don't agree with the Maskalim. I'm shaking, they hold that it's, uh, it's Mutter. But I'm just saying, Achshadaira, Lamaisa, the people now who are using names, I, I'm pleasantly surprised. You see names even in the news that, like, uh, who was the one, the two or three chief of staffs, uh, White House spokesmen ago? He had a very Ari. So Ari is like all over the place. He's got to be Jewish. Ari? All over the place. I didn't stop him. He didn't care. And he's proud of it. And that's wonderful. I don't know if he's from, but, uh, but he's certainly proud of his name. So in America, it doesn't seem to be stopping us. And uh, if you think showing up for an interview might hurt you, if your name is Yehuda, not Jay, then use Jay. It's not, I got, I'm giving you the Maskan of the Sugya. We're going to start it now. I'm just telling you there's a Maram Shik and then there's the other. But understand where the Maram Shik is coming from. Understand the fear and the concern of the backdrop of what was going on there. One, one quick, quick one, one, and then we'll break. Just, just one quick thing. You know, how much has changed since even in the last 20, 30 years, you know, there was not one person in, in, in music and in, in art who, who would keep, you know, their, their Jewish name. We, then, then, but now you see it. And now, like, a leading rock band. The guy's name is Adam Levine. And he didn't change his name. He didn't change his last name. Yeah, I didn't even get the last names yet. He didn't change his last names. Yeah, he didn't change anything. His name yeah, is Adam Levine. right. That's a pretty Jewish sounding name. Maybe we should get him to come to the shir. It's not a year. Okay. But the point is that that's what I'm saying. Achshadara and it's a, it's a good it's a good it's a good direction. Thirty years ago, yeah. There's nobody. Right. Right. So that's a certain pride. That's what the official was saying. It's a question of pride. So the, the Polish are proud and the Russians are proud. Why can't we be proud? That that's what the Mamshik was saying. On that positive note, be proud and go to Meyer.